Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Did you know there's a job in China where you can earn $50,000 a year? Do I need to do anything for like taking off my clothes or something which is weird? I mean, like if you are going to do that, I'm sure you can earn over $50,000. <laughs> but there's a job that's been out on the internet that's been going viral about how you can be a professional mourner at funerals and earn $50,000 a year. <laughs> Wait, how much do they pay per hour? So, you actually, you don't pay by the hour. They only oh. hire people per half hour. And how much do they pay for so half an hour? You get paid $60 for 30 minutes if you can mourn. <gasps> Um, over the top or people or whoever's dead. I can funeral. do that. You would be the perfect person. I'm for a fake job. bitch. I can do that. You are a fake, <laughs> and you're like the most exaggerated person. I like, am. You gasp at everything, so I can imagine <laughs> you being really good at this job. But oh my gosh, like I need to book my one way ticket to China and start crying for money. <laughs> Who cares about your music career? <laughs> Hello, hello, hello. From Lip Media, this is The Lemon Show, the show what millennials are talking about. My name is Tom Tan. And I'm Philip Kuch. Coming up today on the show, controversy is surrounding Gabrielle Union and her sudden split with America's Got Talent. And why is everyone mad at a woman named Margaret for wearing shoes inside the house? But first, you might have known something a little bit different with today's introduction. We have big news. We do have big news today. And we've been like (laughs) holding this in for like the last maybe month or so. About two months, I reckon. I mean, yeah, maybe like six weeks because we started the yeah, podcast two months yeah, ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. But guys, we are finally a part of a podcast network. Ah! <gasps> <laughs> so if you don't know what a podcast network is, a podcast network is um, a group of podcast shows, pretty much if the similar topics, similar um, show ideas, mm. and you come together and you form like an allegiance, I guess. Allegiance? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, like it, we have a family now. Like mm. we're, we're in a family of a podcast and we're so honoured to be a part of Lip Media who has some of the greatest podcast shows in Australia and in the world. Yes, and Lip Media focuses a lot on LGBTQI plus and women's issues as well. So there's some podcasts out there that is part of this Lip Media family that we actually love and enjoy. Yeah, I love um, Gays, are the Re- Gays Are Revolting. Mm, what's I that about? So it's about... How to be a contemporary gay man or gay person in Australia, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's really cool. It's, I've because it's really good to, I guess, like be in like I'm not really involved in like the gay community. In, in term- um, what do you do? Do you want to take that back? No, let me finish. As in, like, with the news and stuff. Like, I'm not, right. I wouldn't call myself an activist. So, I'm not uh, really up to date with. Are you calling me a slut? Are you no, slut shaving me? No, I was going to say, when you said that you're not part of the, like, the gay community, I was like, whoa, that's the biggest lie I've ever heard. You told me that you are the queen bee of the gay community in Melbourne. I am. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I'm retired now, but, like, <laughs> but I, what I was saying was, I'm not, like, an activist or, like, I don't really keep informed with, like, what's right. going on. So, it's great to have a podcast where you, yeah, you hear these latest news and see what's going on in the gay community. Um, and also, there is another podcast in the Lip Media family that I wanted mm, to give, want to give a shout out. Called Odia. <laughs> yes, Odia, yeah. <laughs> um, hopefully, we don't get in trouble for saying this, but they're like, I guess, like the more Australian version of us. More hilarious, more Australian version, just witty, incredible duos. They, uh, they talk about like Aussie pop music and like not many of my friends like Aussie pop music. Like I love Jessica Malboy and like Guy Sebastian and stuff, mm. but not many of my friends do, but 
So they talk about Ricky Lee and stuff like that, which I love. <laughs> like, if you're listening to this from internationally, um, they are Australian Idol contestants, and in Australia, I guess like people don't really favor Australian Idol contestants. Mm, um, that's true. But yeah, check them out. Odia and the Gays Are Revolting. On top of that, we've also got some very sad news because we won't be doing any more shows for the rest of the year. That's the dramatic side coming in. <laughs> <laughs> we will we will have some episodes coming out. There'll be interviews that we, we will, are yes. releasing. Um, but we are taking a short break to recharge and also we're traveling. So China. Okay. <laughs> That's racist. Don't do that. No, it's okay. not. <laughs> and we are going to travel. We're going to have lots of hot pot, bubble tea, see our ancestors. And we're pretty much excited. But yes, I do agree that we do need to take a break. Like this is our first season. I know. We've been ch- like churning out episodes. You know, this, this will be like our 20th episode 20th. already. 20th. And we've only did, been doing podcasting for two months, I think. Oh my God, I hope they're not sick of our voices yet. They probably are. <laughs> but on the other day, we were caught up with one of our friends and then she listens to the podcast. She does. And then the first thing she said to us was, oh my God, it's so weird sitting in front of you guys hearing your voices. <laughs> <laughs> but on to other news, we went to go see a very awesome New Zealand band. Mm, we saw... To be honest, I haven't heard of them before, but they are kind of blowing up in Australia and around the world at the moment. Mm. So, 660 is who we went to see. They're like a mega pop band in New Zealand. Like, mm, If you think of the scripts on steroids with Kiwi blood. They're like the equivalent of Maroon 5 at their peak days. Yes. Like, they have like multi-platinum albums. Yes. Like, the album in New Zealand has gone like seven times platinum or something like that. And a lot of people know that they were the first Kiwi group to sell out stadium in New Zealand. That's 50,000 people. I don't even think Lord could do that in New Zealand and Lord's super <laughs> yeah, popular. True. Where is Lord now to be honest? She's writing her new album. Her her Pipette passed away. <laughs> oh, oh, they laugh. <laughs> That's insensitive. <laughs> I do have two dogs too. Sorry. Yeah. Oh my god. And we actually got to talk, be talking about how uh, Asians eating dogs later. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I swear I've never seen that many Kiwi people in a room or like mm. in person at all. Do you know what I've noticed about Kiwi people though? They are present. There were pretty much no phones up during the concert. That's true. They were just moving side to t- side to side with their friends, enjoying like enjoying the groove of the music. And it just made me feel like that culture of being a New Zealander, they're just a different breed compared to Australians. Yeah, another thing I noticed about New Zealand people is that they really support their local yes, artists. Yes, they do. Like, they're super proud of, like, yep. whatever New Zealand act it is. Yep. Whether it be Law, 660, Miss James, they're like, Patriot, patri- what's the word? Patriarchs? Patriotic? Patriotic, yeah. Which is good. Like, we need that more here in Australia. We are ruthless towards our own acts. And so, definitely, we, I think we can learn a few couple of things from New Zealanders as well. Let's take a live look now outside. Ladies and gentlemen of America. Ariana Grande licked and spit on the merchandise. There can be a hundred people in the room. <laughs> Lady Britney alone. Catch me outside. How about that? Rise and shine. China. 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 So, Philip, this week a lot of news have made headlines, but what are the top things making Viral headlines. Viral headlines? <laughs> I feel like every news goes viral these days. That is true. But we did watch the Mulan trailer today before we started recording. Mm. And you were like on the edge of the seats. If you did not know, Mulan is actually my favorite movie of all time. Really? I didn't I, know that. The amount of times I've seen Mulan on repeat is 
I can't like mm. watching this trailer. If you guys haven't seen this trailer, you need to check it out. But what made me feel weird about it, not weird, but like really good about it. I got chills on my body. I was getting goosebumps. It just made me feel like I was watching the greatest showman again. Do you know, have you ever seen it? I haven't seen the greatest showman, but I do like the soundtrack. <laughs> the soundtrack is amazing, yeah. but it's like that magicalness that Disney always tries to create. They've got it with Mulan, especially in that trailer. Really, for me, for me, it was really weird watching that trailer because I've I've never seen like a high budget movie with Asian cast members speaking English. Yeah, like I was watching, I'm like trying to figure out is this dubbed, mm, <laughs> like dubbed right. in English. Yep, yep. but it wasn't. That. It was um, a cast full of Asian actors who can speak English. Yes, uh, who are speaking English. Yes, um, and there's been like some really big high profile actors in in the movie, like. Mm. Donnie Yen and um, Jet Li is in the in Ooh, the movie yes, as well. Yes, as the so, emperor, I think. Um, and what's that girl from Memoirs of Geisha again? I think her name is Gong Li. Gong Li, yeah. Yes. Um, but yeah, there's so many like Asian high-profile Asian actors in there, and it's just gonna be like a kill of a film. Mm, but the weird thing is, like, have you noticed there's already been so many movies like this already been made in China, like with all the ancestors, the mm. dynasty stuff. Like Game of Thrones wasn't revolution; it probably was revolution for the Western media, mm. but it's already been done in China. No, that's really funny because, like, in I guess like in Western media, everyone's saying here, "Wow, Mulan, first Asian like all mm. cast, and like it's groundbreaking. Crazy Rich Asians groundbreaking." And then like when Crazy Rich Asian premiered in China, it made like a million dollars, which oh, is what? nothing. That's like ten seats. Doesn't make a million dollars. Only a million dollars. Yeah. How much did we make worldwide? Uh, worldwide, Crazy Rich Asian made like two hundred fifty million dollars. Wow! So one million dollars in the Chinese box office is like a drop in the ocean. Yeah, and you can probably see why because like Crazy Rich Asian Mulan, they're probably like, oh, we've done this already twenty years ago. Yeah, there's nothing new in China. It, there's always an all cast Asian yeah. cast <laughs> <laughs> who actually speak Chinese and True, like, yeah. there's need to read subtitles. So. Mm. Um, in China, they already have like these high budget, you know, box office movies who go on to earn like a billion dollars already. So Mulan for China, people are saying it's probably not going to be a, like a box office hit in China. Nationally, yep, yep. Internationally, probably. Yep. Like we're going to probably going to see it because hundred percent, we are going to see it. Yeah, because we we have never seen an all Asian, you know, cast in a action live action film. Um, so I'm keen to see it, but people in China are probably oh, meh, whatever. Also, well, have you noticed watching the trailer? They actually played the orchestral version of Reflections. Oh yeah, the whole time I was like, oh, is Christina Aguilera going to sing this? Come up with it. No, I hope I hope that they do get like a like a guess like a Chinese singer or like an Asian yeah. singer to sing the soundtrack. Mm, yeah. Can you imagine like Jay Chow singing like the main OSC soundtrack? Oh my god, that would go. <laughs> oh. they, they should even get some of Jay Chow's old music to be in the soundtrack. Cause no, 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 that's <laughs> way too dated. That's too way dated. <laughs> <laughs> There's been an article this week um, reporting that the main actor who was the, who played the lead character as Aladdin, but he hasn't hasn't been able to get any auditions at all in Hollywood. Really? Yeah, and so people are really upset about this because. In the movie, he's got like critical acclaim for his performance in there, but yet he hasn't been offered to go to any auditions. Um, he's had a quote saying, you know, people think that he's like a millionaire now, that he's really well off because he's been in a billion dollar movie, but he hasn't been able to get any auditions. He's in a new TV show at the moment called, uh, I think called Reprisal, but he's got that before the movie came out. Um, so I'm a bit confused why he's not getting any auditions. What are your thoughts about it? This is not the first time I've actually seen this. I feel like heard this happen. Do you think it's his is a stigma? Maybe he has attached to the Latin show now. I think now? so. Even like for example, singers like Kelly Clarkson, like we're winning 
American singing shows, it's very hard to shake off your first breakthrough role. Mm. And people will always associate you to something that actually made you famous. Do you think people in Hollywood are just kind of like, um, I guess like brushing him aside because he hasn't really earned his spot to fame? Like, you know what I mean? Cause he, I don't know. To, to be in a billion dollar movie overnight, I mean, he's been working in the scenes in smaller movies, but he kind of went from having a real low profile to pretty much overnight success for most people because people this is the first time people have seen him. Do you think people in Hollywood are just like, um, you kind of cheated your way maybe or? No, like you've, we've seen a lot of other actors and actresses who have breakthrough roles who don't have much, even that Mulan girl, yeah. she doesn't have much like history behind it, but this is definitely going to cement her career. Mm. And there's been so many other people in the past who have had those moments and continue to have great careers and long careers as well. Mm. I think that for him, he will always be stereotyped as... Aladdin, Aladdin. Yep. and I think it's just really unfortunate I don't know why but even there's other people like for example recently as well Lauren Dern she was actually co-starring with Ellen in like a coming off uh, it was in the TV show I believe a while ago oh when Ellen first came out yep. yeah but everyone on that show got a lot of backlash even Oprah got a lot of backlash from that really uh, yeah because Oprah played the psychiatrist on the show oh yeah and she got a lot of backlash from it Ellen got cancelled like literally her show got cancelled um, she couldn't get any jobs for like three, four years until she had the talk show her talk yep. show gig, which revived her career. Um, but a lot of people who were on that show got a lot of hate. Why is that? Is it because just the stigma around it, or did they just played a gay character? Or I, well, in Ellen's case, that it was because being gay at that time was not being ex- as accepted. Um, but for Mina Massad, maybe his managers are just turning down the roles, maybe. maybe he, he doesn't know about it? Maybe he needs a new agent, like a new agent who can get him actually bigger roles. Mm. Um, but maybe, or maybe, this is just a PR stunt to mm. get an even bigger role. Because yeah. Whatever it is, good luck to Masan. You might need to put your resume on um, Seek.com or LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up next, Gabrielle Union's recent split with America's Got Talent, and why is Asian Twitter upset at a woman named Margaret for wearing shoes inside the house? But first, here's a word from today's sponsor. So, the next story is about America's Got Talent, and Tom, you really wanted to talk about this. So I did. Give us the gist. Do you know who Gabrielle Union is? I do. She was in Bring It On. Mm-hmm. She's an African-American actress who's been in a lot of shows, and she also co-stars in, not co-stars, but she also works on it as a judge with Julianne Hoff. Is Julianne right? Hoff, yeah. Hoff, yeah. yep. I, because they're both new to America's, America's Got Talent yes. this year, and uh, to be honest, like, they were like the fresh of breath, fresh of breath air. Oh my god, people listen to this and be like, I can't speak English. <laughs> um, they, I really like Gabrielle Union, especially. Yes. I, I love her sense of humor. Yes, but what's making headlines now is that they 
both have actually not been asked to be renewed on America's mm. Got Talent. I think originally their contract was supposed to be for three years, but they've only done one season and they got booted off the show. Because what is happening... Do you know who Jay Leno is? That um, Yeah, Jay Leno, the late night talk show yeah. host. So Jay Leno was actually on as, I think it was like a special guest on America's Got Talent. And while he was there, they were in the hallway of Simon Cowell's like, studio and there was a picture of a dog. Of, I believe it belongs to Simon Cowell's. Um, dogs. Simon Cow. You can send me Cowell. <laughs> I promise we can speak English, guys. <laughs> but what happens when they were there? Jay Lerner made a comment saying that your dogs look like something coming out of the menu of a Korean restaurant. Mm. On top of that, behind the scenes, what goes on? Americans got talent. They talk a lot of toxic culture. So what Gabrielle Union did? She did what the, she was supposed to do. She went to report to HR. Mm. And now she's getting the backlash on it. How funny is that? The first thing that struck me was like, it's a TV show, right? I didn't think of it as an organization, like a company. I was like, oh, they have a HR. I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but it makes sense. It's, it's a big media company. To hear it, to not get renewed because of those comments, it's just like, oh, what the heck? Mm. But the comments that he made, like, because it was, it was a picture of Simon and his dogs, right? Mm. And so he said that, oh, this looks like something will be on a Korean restaurant. And as we all know, everyone thinks that Asian people eat dog meat, which is not true. Have you ever eaten dog meat? No, I have not. I have not. I probably would never touch. I mean, I will never touch it. Mm. Um, but people are saying, you know, it's playing into the stereotype idea of like Asians eating dog meat, which is not true. Mm. But however, to be fair, there are people who do eat dog meats and they do, they do celebrate festivals around like the Yulin Festival. But there is a majority of people with statistics saying that 64% of Asian people actually support to end the Yulin Festival, like um, listen, Vanderpump. Chinese people, yeah. Because they feel that it's unethical because they see dogs as pets, mm. as well as 70% of Chinese people have never eaten dog meat before. Mm. I mean, like, it's just, it's an outdated idea because I think people think that all Asian people eat dog meat is because, you know, during the 60s, during Mao's time, um, so he starved his people and like 45 million people died. There was no food... P- for people in China to eat. So they had to eat whatever they could find, right? So part of that was they had to eat dog meat because that was the only food they could get. So, I mean, the, the idea must have came from this, I guess. Um, Damn, I actually never knew that happened in China. Yeah, it, it it's on YouTube. Um, I've spent like three, four hours watching a, a video one night. Um, but it's really interesting. Um, I know for a fact that majority of China almost everyone in China doesn't eat dog meat. It's just that one town that you mentioned, was it called? Yunnan? Yulin. Yulin. They, they're known for eating dog meat and people are trying to get them to stop this protest and stuff mm. like that. Um, but, but going back, there's also been reports, apparently that's not the reason why she got sucked. People are saying she brought up, she had a meeting after this article came out, right? Mm. She had a meeting with um, NBC like executives and Apparently, he's a control freak on set. And he likes to control everything. Wow. He smokes indoors and she doesn't like it. So, she brought it up with um, the executives and uh, they said she should go and talk to Simon directly. (gasps) So, she went to his house and apparently they had a discussion about it. Um, And apparently, that's why it's not getting... But we don't know. Like These are just all rumored reports. Yeah, yeah. Um, but NBC does have um, a history of covering up scandals. Mm. Uh, 
But have you seen the, also the backlash that Gabrielle Union got? Oh, she got backlash from that? She did, because even from the African-American community, because they're saying that, how come you're defending the Asian community? Why are you sticking up for them, but you never stick up for us? What do you mean? She's not never like stuck up for them. I'm not sure. I was reading these comments, and I was reading them like, why is she on the other team? Why is she playing um, baseball with someone else's team? And then I'm like, wow, like us minorities, you know, where... We're pretty much been ostracized pretty much for so many decades. Now we're kind of being pitted against each other. When if someone, if let's say an African American stands up for an Asian person, and I know so many Asian people who have actually stuck up for an American African American people, mm, yep. you know, like we should be coming hand in hand to kind of, you know, make sure that this doesn't ever happen again. Yeah, I mean, like this is not the time to argue about that. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, like we should try and stamp out any racism that we can find. You know, like mm. doesn't matter. Doesn't mean only a black person can, can call that black things. Doesn't mean an Asian people can only call that Asian things. Mm. If we see it happen, I think it's good that we call it out. Like Gabrielle called it out. Yeah, I followed her on Instagram because I, I love her now. <laughs> yeah, no, I really love her. She's really likable. She is. A writer from Realtor.com wrote a piece about why she thinks it's rude to ask guests to take off their shoes and Asian Twitter erupted in anger. In the piece, she writes about how she attended a house party for 40 people and the host was giving her side eyes for wearing shoes in the house. She said that by taking off her shoes, it would make her outfit look off. She also quotes a doctor saying that germs still spread if you are barefooted. Margaret says it's inconsiderate to ask guests to take off their shoes and for them to attract germs back into their homes. You know what's really funny? Today, I went to go and do a delivery. Mm-hmm. I had a catering order, so I had to go in and set up in like a donut wall in like one of the customers' house. So I went, it was a Caucasian lady and I opened the door and I saw her shoes were off. And she's like, I had to, and I had to go inside a house to... Mm. Um, to set up the walls, right? Mm. And then I asked her, because I saw her shoes, she wasn't wearing any shoes. So I was like, oh, do you want me to take my shoes off? Mm. And it's just like a natural instinct for me to ask if I have to take my shoes off mm. because I saw carpet. I saw mm. she wasn't wearing any shoes. So I was like, okay, maybe I need to take my shoes off. Um, she's like, no, just come in. Mm. <laughs> so I walked around in her house with no shoes on and I felt so bad. <laughs> okay, first of all, ill. That is ill. That's gross. But lucky, luckily for her though, I did, I was wearing brand new shoes because I just got new shoes delivered this morning. Oh, finally came. Yeah, mm. <laughs> my new balance shoes finally came. Um, but luckily for her, it was new shoes. Do you know how we went to that concert a couple of days ago, 660? Mm. When we go to the men's toilets, right? It is disgusting. Sticky, yeah. F- I don't, I don't want to say it, but it's fucking disgusting. <laughs> like the floor is filled with piss mm. you can even if you just like you don't even go to the toilet you can smell the urine yeah and like when you pee some of the splashes like splashes <laughs> from the wall um what's that cubicle thing uh-huh. and it goes onto your shoes and that's the truth it's just, it's gross uh-huh. so for people to say that i don't want to take off my shoes i'm gonna i'm gonna i want to walk into your house that is ill she's she's saying in this article that in the house, there's a lot of germs. Um, how dirty is your house? So she's saying, so she's saying it's selfish for the host to ask her to take off her shoes, for her to walk around the house, like grab all those germs and take them back to her house. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> whose house is this? So Margaret is at a friend's house. Exactly. So whose house is this? Exactly. So <laughs> it's a friend's house, isn't it? Yeah. Why is she complaining about you know she has to take off her shoes at someone else's house when it's not even her property? Because it makes her outfit look bad. Well, she's a dumb bitch. <laughs> <laughs> she is, but like. 
you know when you have a house party and there's mm. like like 40, 50 people at your house, mm. do you make them take off your shoes or do you let them walk around the house? No, take off the shoes. I do. I make all my guests take off their shoes as well. Exactly. Too. But you know, like, you know with Asian houses, there's like shoes everywhere. Mm. <laughs> I mean, like, that's normal, right? Yeah. And in our culture, if we don't take off the shoes, if we forget to bring a jumper outside, we're going to get in so much trouble. You know what? You know how at all the hotels, they have like a, on the bed, they have like a, like a, not a bed linen, but like um, oh, the cover. Oh, the yeah. cover. I learned the other day that that cover on the top of the bed, it's not the bed quilt, but on top of the bed quilt, there's like another cover. Is it like when you go to try a mattress, is it like that plastic sheet? Not even, even like in people's homes, there's like a cover that that's at the end of the bed. Like a throw? Not a th- oh, similar to a throw. So it's like a little piece of material at the end of the bed. Mm. And I found it, that's because people wear shoes on their bed. So that's for their shoes. The one thing I didn't get, like the logic, the logic behind some people, like if you're walking, if you mop the floors and sweep your floors and stuff, and if you just don't wear shoes in a certain house, wouldn't, I, wouldn't it just be clean? Like, why would you wear shoes in the house and make it even more dirtier? Mm, and if you're talking about germs that are going to be inside your house anyway, it's like you're preventing as like you're preventing more yeah. germs. When it comes to going to people's houses, all it comes to, all it comes down to, is that you're respecting their culture, respecting their wishes. If someone tells you that, you know, if you could please sit down when you're peeing so you don't make as much, a lot of a splash, make sure you wash your hands, the house, their rules. So, you know, dear Margaret, be quiet, Tiffany. Welcome to Recommendation Time, Phil's favourite segment. Isn't that right, Phil? It's my super-duper favourite segment. Glory, <laughs> <laughs> don't know why she goes on behind the scenes. Guys... Tom keeps fighting my face and burping my face. It's like the most immature thing and it's like mood killing me. It's Think of it as like I'm releasing my pheromones. That's bullying. Like, what you can do, report it to HR? I will report it to HR. Anyways, what would you have recommended to, um, today or this week? I have a podcast recommendation. Mm. So the podcast is called Making of Beyonce. Mm. So it's like an audio documentary. So the Beyonce one, for example, was about how pretty much Beyonce became Beyonce. Mm. And I learned like a lot of things from about Beyonce. For like, for example, she was in like a girl band called Girls Time before Destiny Childs was a thing. Um, and she, her manager at the time of the girl band, she was like seven or eight or something like that, took her her demos to and the band's demos to all the record companies, like all the major ones, and they all turned them her down and turned mm. her band down. Um, and one of the people who turned her down was Prince, because <gasps> Prince was like starting his own label. And he liked Beyonce's voice at the start, and then he just had a change of heart and mm. turned her down. So she didn't get a label, and then they went on to go to like a star search competition. Mm. Um, they got eliminated the first round. Do you know what I like? Me, me listening to that podcast, it made me realize how hard it Beyonce took to become Beyonce. I thought that it was just suddenly Destiny's Child, Kelly Rollins, Michelle, and Beyonce forms a group. Destiny's Child, we put out Survivor, that's it, we blow no, up. Oh, yeah. But I didn't realize how hard that she started, and her parents, especially her dad, her dad, yeah, took to work to get her in the doors. It was really funny because he gets a really bad reputation from this whole Beyonce career thing because people were saying how he was pushing Beyonce too much. He was pushing down Kel- not Kelly, uh, Michelle, oh, um, Michelle, and the other girls in, in girls' time, saying, yeah. trying to push Beyonce to the to the front of the line but everyone that 
did that documentary interview, mm. they all said that Beyonce should have been the lead. Like, mm. she had star quality. I did, I, a lot of people forget that Destiny's Child was actually more than just three three girls. Yeah, even four be- or five at the beginning. Exactly. And then you know, there are controversies about where are they now. Mm. But seeing how Beyonce got to Beyonce today, it just gave me... A, you know, I'm not a Beyonce hater. I'm just not a Beyonce fan. Mm. But it, lay, it left me with a, I know, a better taste in my mouth about Beyonce. Yeah, it was a great like documentary. Um, if you want to listen to it, it's called Making Beyonce. Uh, and then they do have a, like a series of Oprah as well, which <laughs> was really good. They, had, they did a whole episode about the, you get a car, you get, you a, car. get a car. Everybody gets a <laughs> yeah. car. Um, so they, yeah, they give you, they take you behind the scenes on like what happens to the interview, like the producers of the show. Um, Oprah is on the show as well. So they interview Beyonce, uh, Oprah as well. Wait, side note, have you seen that meme where someone edited Oprah's You Give a Car Giveaway, but they put bees? Oh, you show me that. You get bees. <laughs> Everybody gets bees. And there's like bees coming yeah. out. Everyone starts screaming. But yeah, if you want to check that out, it's called Making of Beyonce. Mm. What would you recommend this week? Well, I am, I was going to recommend a, an album actually. So, my good friend, actually not my good friend, what am I saying my good friend? I don't know her. <laughs> Camila Cabello, who I know through Sean Mez, who I met very, who I met once in Collingwood. Mm-hmm. She's a very good friend now. Oh yeah. Met by, <laughs> by proxy. By, by proxy, yeah. <laughs> well, she released her album Romance this week and... Well, when I listen to the album, I realize her album is actually really strong. Mm. You know, the songs that she released, you know, Living Proof, Liar, Senorita with my best friend Sean Mendes. <laughs> you know, they there's so many hits on the album. And after listening to her album, I'm thinking, why did some of the songs on her album didn't smash? Mm. And why didn't it take off? And it feels like it's because when she releases her song, there's no time for it to breathe. What do you mean? Like she's released too much? Too much at, at one go. Do you reckon... She released like yeah. um, liar, and she had two songs at one time. That at one, one time point. was the other one, Shameless. Yeah, and then it's it's too much good music at one go, and it's it's the same situation happened when Ariana Grande released Dangerous Woman and Into You. Mm. They were both kind of like Dangerous Woman took a long time for it to pick up, and as soon as it picked up, they thought it wasn't taking off. So then they chucked in Into You, mm. and then it just kind of went weird. Like it both went were big, but it weren't as big as if it took time for it to breathe. Yeah, I think it's complicated. I mean, it's hard because like I guess like they release when they release multiple music, it's like different different sounds, and so mm. they want to see which sound takes off first. Yeah. Yep. Working in the music industry, what I do have learned though, no one knows what song's going to be a hit. That's yeah. the thing. No one knows. Because it's art, so people don't know what the next big sound's going to sound like. Mm, but the funny thing is, it's weird because Camila Cabello just actually released that she's going to go on tour. Oh, so yeah. before they go on tour, right, or before they chuck all their tickets, they actually release a little bit at a time. And she is struggling to make 50% of those small bundle tickets. What do you mean? Like she's not selling... She's not selling tons of tickets. Yeah. But no, but the thing is, Fifth Harmony were able to sell more tickets than she's able to sell Camila Cabello tickets, which is actually quite unfortunate. Mm. So maybe she should bring back some of her friends, you know, just to do a bit of a tour with them. A reunion tour. It's too early for a reunion tour. Mm. So anyways, if anyone is looking for a recommendation for music, check out Camila Cabello's album Romance. And if you're looking for a podcast, which... I don't recommend a lot of podcasts because I don't listen, but this, the Beyonce and the Oprah one is actually pretty engaging. Definitely check them out. That's all we have time for today, folks. As always, if you enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe or follow us on Acast, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. You can also see what we're up to on Instagram at Lemon Podcast or join our Facebook group at Lemon Community. 
This episode was produced by Kelly Um and Philip Cooch and sound production by me, Thomas Tan. We'll be back in your ears on Thursdays with another In Conversation episode. See you there. Have a lovely Christmas. And Happy New Year. See you later.